This episode of Heavy in Ottawa contains some language that may offend some listeners. Discretion is advised. Heavy, heavy. I like heavy stuff. I'm into that heavy stuff. It's gotta be heavy. The heavy sound, heavy beat. Rebel 1017 presents the Heavy in Ottawa podcast with Laura Collins and James Reed. Welcome to the new episode of Heavy in Ottawa. I'm Laura. And I'm James. And this week's episode, we have the Ottawa death grind band, Gland. And we've also got Mike Wood in here from Ottawa Special Events and also Algonquin College. And he's putting together a video uh, with Ottawa Public Health. And he's just going to tell us a bit about what's going on there. Hi, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, so we're putting together actually multiple videos of multiple people, people that have more influence in the city, they are more visible in the city for a variety of different topics, whether it's how to administer Narcan, should somebody unfortunately OD this summer during the summer party season. We're going to have videos on sexual violence, how you can prevent that at shows. Women are getting groped at shows and we can't have that. And even things as simple as alcohol and overdoing the alcohol and people getting drunk. You know, we want everybody to have fun, but be safe this summer and, you know, really try and put something together that is relatable. And that's the key thing is to try and be relatable to people and understand nobody's not saying don't have fun, but we're just saying be safe while you're doing it. So you've gotten uh, a few different organizations involved in this so far. Um, who do, who's all coming together for this? Well, in terms of um, music, not all of it is uh, super heavy, but um, Mikey LaBelle, who used to play in a Skylet Drive and uh, plays in Horcrux, is going to be participating. He actually works with us, so it uh, works out really well. And then we've got other high-profile musicians in town. James, you were my student back at Algonquin. Uh, I'm not sure if you had Dick Cooper. Was Dick Cooper involved in the program then? Yeah, he was. songwriting? Yeah. Yeah, so even, uh, even Dick Cooper is going to get involved. And uh, we also have Danielle Allard and Sean Tavenier. And so all of these great musicians in town among other athletes that we're just waiting for some confirms on are going to get involved and um, we're trying to get even other small businesses and uh, everybody here from rebel hopefully shoot a quick video with public health and i think we're gonna do some shoots down at the house yeah so uh should be a disclosed location there yeah it should be (laughs) a great time so so just like a question Uh, obviously this is not um a new issue or a new problem in the scene but how do you feel like within the past while how has this this shown in in your job in particular the the opioid issue sure so recently there's been some some passings some overdose passings and so teaching music industry at Algonquin uh, and having all my students involved and wanting to be part of the music industry, I had called over to OPS, Ottawa Police, and I said, look, I need you to come in and I need you not to give the don't do drugs typical thing. I, I'm a lot older than both of you, but <laughs> back in back when I was your age, it used to be don't do drugs. And, you know, that's, that's not a war or a fight that I think anybody's going to win. So we need a new message and we need the message that it's okay to have fun but do it safely. So I had Ottawa police come in and uh, speak to my students and just say, you know, these are the risks that you need to be aware of. I think everybody's aware of the risks, but these are the risks and, and this is what you can do. And we just don't want people to be doing these things alone. So, you know, always have somebody with you and have somebody that knows how to use Narcan should the worst become reality. And uh, when I was done, when we were done the session with Ottawa police, I had about seven students come up and say, thank you so much for doing this. We needed this. And one of my students actually had an Narcan kit with him that he carries with him everywhere 
where he goes. And, you know, it's free. You know, you go up to Shoppers Drug Mart or any drugstore, for that matter, that has them and, and just ask for one and have it with you. I know that at our shop, we've got six or seven kits sitting there that come to the shows and just sit at front of house. Some of our partners that we work with, Tersa Security, all of their guards are trained by public health on how to use it because it is a real thing. It could happen. It's not one of those things that happens to someone else. It's prevalent in the city, and so we just need to be prepared. Yeah, and it's getting more and more common as well, which is the scary part, I think, for everybody. Is it that, that whole aspect of, oh, it won't happen to me. It's like, well, now we've seen it happen to friends, family, loved ones. It's very real, and it's, it's very around us. That's right, and I didn't think of it too much before, like a year or two years ago even. But now I go to shows three, four times a week sometimes. I take photos at shows, and I realize that I should start carrying the Narcan kit. So now I have it in my camera bag at all times, just in case. Absolutely. And initially, let's say a year ago, it was the fentanyl that was in cocaine and, and other drugs, but now car fentanyl's in Ottawa. And, you know, that, that's a tranquilizer for big animals, horses and, and cows, and, and it's never was intended for, you know, human consumption. So uh, it's present, it's there, and people just need to be aware of it. Yeah, and that, especially carfentanil compared to fentanyl, the potency is just out of control. One like grain. You see, yeah, like you see those those pictures on Facebook of like, yeah, literally like a grain of salt will, will, will kill you. It's truly unbelievable. And so we just want to make sure, as we say, we want people to have fun, but we also want them to be safe this summer at, uh, you know, we've had such a long winter. It was really drawn out, so people will probably be partying extra hard. Once the sun actually appears, you know, people will be looking to have a good time, and we just want them to be safe. What I also really appreciate that you mentioned earlier was the sexual harassment that happens at shows and also the alcohol. I mean, we don't often talk about it too much because it's considered a part of just life and part of the party scene, but there, there's a lot of uh, alcoholism also out there as well as issues with, with harassment. So I, I'm, I think those are really important issues to bring up as well. You know, we were doing an event a couple of years ago and it was obviously fenced off and it was a um, alcohol zone, I, I suppose, or where it was licensed. And uh, at the end of the night, you know, we saw somebody stick two fingers through the fence and pull a half drank, somebody's half drank, cup of whatever towards them with a straw and they were drinking it through the fence and you know some people would look at that as being relatively funny but you know that's it's it's no good and and the harassment and the sexual assaults at these events you know everybody has the right to go and have fun and feel safe and not be harassed at these shows or touched or groped or whatever the case is and like that's a fundamental human right so you know i think people need to understand that that's not the right thing to do and uh, just let people have fun yeah it really goes a long way to creating a safe space for everybody and like you see a lot of people talking about that nowadays and it's it's so real like if you can't go to a show and just feel safe if you can't go out and feel safe then like we've got some serious problems that we need to address in society and i mean that's, that's exactly what we're trying to do here which is i think really important but it's yeah it's just insane that these things in, in 2019 that we still have to 
still fight this battle, but we will fight it if we have to. So for sure, and, and it's it's even more than that. Last year when we were doing Barhaven Canada Day, you know, this group of kids came in. They were shooting fireworks at people, shooting Roman candles. They hit a little girl in the face with it. So you know, the thing is, is that leads to more costs and shows maybe not happening. You know, because there's additional costs, additional security, additional police, additional fencing, and so the idea is to let's just all go to the shows this summer. Let's all have a great time but let's all be safe while we're there so as a summary basically um also educate yourself but common sense absolutely and we're going to be hosting in the next couple weeks a lot of public information sessions with ottawa public health with Ottawa Police, Ottawa Festivals, uh, for not only just the attendees, but the volunteers that are going to be attending and what they need to look out for. And I think public health is going to show up and give people some on-the-spot, last-minute Narcan training to make sure that everybody knows what to look for if somebody's in some some distress from any type of, of problem that they might be facing. That's super important as well. Just like mass information about this kind of thing, like for, for everybody to, to know how to identify an overdose, how to deal with an overdose. I saw a story maybe a month back about this woman that was waiting for a bus and somebody was at the bus and just kind of hunched over and she didn't think anything of it. And then she kind of in the back of her head, something went off and she went and checked and sure enough, and I think this was at like 10 o'clock in the morning or something along those lines. And this person was in the middle of an overdose and if she had have just left and assumed that he was sleeping he would have been dead but she she knew and she she could identify the signs and she went through the steps i think she had an Ar- no she, they went across the street to to the pharmacy and got narcan called the cops the person survived but it's literally like something like that where a complete stranger just sitting on a bus stop you think they're asleep but you just have that little bit of extra information and you can tell no, that's not sleep, that's that's an overdose, or at least know to check and see, like, okay, are they responsive? They're asleep? Okay, sorry for waking you. Just wanted to make sure you weren't in the middle of ODing. Oh, no, okay, no, you are overdosing. Let's, let's make sure you actually pull through this. Sure, and the, and the thing with Narcan is you, you have to give them multiple doses potentially to bring them back and then furthermore the narcan is just a band-aid so you know once it wears off they can start overdosing again so it's crucial that if somebody if you administer narcan and they end up coming back you still have to call 911 immediately it's not like they're oh yeah some people will jump up and they'll just want to keep going yeah but the problem is is once that wears off they're gonna fall back into the same problem they were in 20 minutes ago 10 minutes ago 30 minutes ago and so the key is at that point they have to go straight to the hospital. Yeah, and especially too when you're coming out of an overdose, like Narcan will give you like awful feelings of withdrawal because it's literally pulling this stuff out of your system and yep. your body is super dependent upon it at that time. And so like it's tons of people that get pulled over out of overdoses immediately want to go back and use again because their body is just screaming at them to use again. And that's it takes that kind of constant supervision and like all these extra steps to make sure that you get them out of the overdose but then you get them to the hospital you make sure that they don't choke on their own puke that they can still continue to breathe and that they obviously don't continue to use um, your body is so vulnerable once it goes through all that absolutely 
So for the video, when is the the Ottawa Public Health video coming available? So we're going to be shooting the videos over the next couple of weeks, and that's the main goal because we are just about three weeks away, two weeks away from these major outdoor events that will be uh, starting. And so again, what the idea is is that we've reached out to athletes, musicians, internet influencers, local. Instagram influencers, people with huge followings on Twitter, and we want people, we want as many videos as possible. So the idea is that, you know, if we have 100 videos that go live at that one time and people start sharing them and so on and so forth. So it's going to be, we're looking at the next week. Right now, being May 27th, we are um, meeting today with the video people to start setting up the dates and start looking at when we'll start shooting, but you'll start seeing them in about two weeks. So once we'll have the video, we will make sure to share it on the Rebel page, as well as having Ottawa Facebook page. Absolutely. That'd be amazing. Thank you. Thanks for coming in, man. Hey, thanks, guys. And uh, best of luck with this podcast. It's awesome. Yeah. This is good work that you're doing here, and it's really important. And I'm glad that you're taking this initiative because it's information that everybody needs to know. Otherwise, we're going to continue to lose friends and family. Exactly. Thank Thank you. you, Mike. Thank you very much, guys. Next up, we're going to play some desert space rock, but stick around for our interview with Gland. This is King Swan and Wicked Witch on Heavy in Ottawa.
Heavy in Ottawa Spotlight. Welcome back to Heavy in Ottawa. Our spotlight band this week is the death grind band Glant from Ottawa. Let's just go ahead first and introduce yourselves. What do you play? Who else is in the band? I'm Morgan. I play guitar in the band. I'm the only guitarist as of right now. That's what I do. And uh, so I mostly do some songwriting and then make mouth noises. That's primarily my stuff. Mouth noise extraordinaire. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Who else is in the band? So we got Hunter on drums and uh, yeah. Hunter who? Hunter Breen of uh, Slackjaw. Okay. Good hardcore thrash crossover band. All right. And uh, on bass, we have Suge. He's not in anything else because he's not good enough. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I guess it's just us now. So yeah, just the four piece. Was it, there used to be more people or? Yes. You kicked them out? Yeah. Right on. <laughs> don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to get him upset. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that out. Won't go into that too much. So um, we'll start off with uh, the songwriting process because you're just touching on that already. Mm-hmm. How do you guys write? Um, there's like two ways we usually write. It's either Morgan comes prepared with like a lot of riffs or I come prepared with like a lot of riffs and then we just throw riffs together because it's death grind and structure isn't a big deal. And uh, yeah, then either Hunter writes lyrics or I write lyrics. And it's yeah, pretty fast and streamlined. Like we write songs real fast actually. Like once we actually buckle down and start writing. How long are your songs on average? <sighs> Over death grind. So like two minutes. That's to- a long song, wouldn't it? <laughs> we gotta do a couple longer ones just so we can be kind of part of the death metal scene in Ottawa. Okay, but so overall, around two minutes. Yeah, pretty much just two to three fifty or so tops. Okay. That's long for grind. I know. It's that death metal in us. I see. All right. So this is gonna be a dangerous question, especially seeing as how I already know what one of your songs is called. But uh, what does your lyrical content generally revolve around? It's pretty much about shit. Piss and uncomfortable sex. Okay, that's kind of like the gist of it. Like uh, one of my favorite songs off like the new EP we're doing in a couple days. It's uh, "Fun in the Mung," and "Mung" is like a term. It's uh, it's like mulch bagging. It's basically like you dig up a chick from a graveyard, you fuck her, and then you put her back in the ground, and you come back about a month or two later after the embalming fluids and the cum sort of mixed together, and then you and your buddy draw straws. Whoever's the shortest one puts his mouth on her. Uh, vagina and your buddy who has the longest straw jumps on her stomach and you pumps all the liquid into your mouth so this is highly relatable content to your everyday yeah, lives oh yeah oh yeah okay laura's dying on the floor right now because she can't take it okay yeah um so that is how you write a death grind song i suppose pretty much yeah, yeah all that right and yeah i mean the other ones are even worse so we have songs about like you know drinking gasoline and masturbating and like What's another cool one? I don't know. Uh, the chick, like, deteriorating in a bathtub. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. But, yeah, no, our newer stuff is pretty much all sexual. Like, we got this one. Uh, it's about um, being suffocated under a, a very overweight person during sex, and it's called Job of the Butt. <laughs> and that one's pretty good, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. Still highly relatable. Yeah. Of course. So you told me that you guys are going to be recording some new stuff soon. Is that right? Yeah, we're, uh, we're recording with uh, Topon in Apartment Two. So you, uh, when are you guys doing that? June sixth is looking like the day. Right we're on. Doing it. Yeah, we're gonna try to do it all on June sixth. So we can save some money, put out a nice crappy record. Nice. Be good. You doing a full record or what's how many oh, songs? No, screw that. Uh, I don't. I've always like believed that uh, unless you're like a really established band, like you have like 
um, a record label throwing you money to put out a full record, EPs are a great way to go just for like finding someone who will throw money at you without yeah. throwing too much into an album that's not really going to get promoted or go anywhere. Okay. I mean, I agree with you. It's uh, especially doing a full length is just. Yeah, unless somebody else is paying for it and unless you've gotten years of time spent in actually writing those songs and making them worthwhile, then, I mean, even when you listen to a full length nowadays, most people like three to four songs off them anyways, and it's the rest of just trash or just not for them or whatever. But mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's why I'd much rather do EPs because I feel like our, our songs aren't good or anything. It's grind. Well, death grind. But I think uh, like you can put out like more quality material, like and skip a lot of filler. Like we've definitely had a couple other songs we dropped. Like uh, we had Fecal Waste Deposit, which was like not that cool. Yeah, yeah. It just it helps us keep it, uh, you know, all higher quality. Right on. So I'm curious to know who are your musical influences. There you go first. Uh, well. You're wearing a Slayer shirt. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Of course. I mean, every metal band has to draw influence from Slayer. Like. You can't not like Slayer. Did you go to the show last week? No, not that one, but I saw them in Laval last year, and I might go to see them at Heavy MTL this year. All right. So, yeah. But, yeah, like, other influences are, like, Obituary and, like, Vader. Those are two big ones for me. I can't think of any other bands right now. How about you, Zach? I don't know. I guess, I like, a lot of old-school death metal influence, like, uh, like you said, like, Obituary, <laughs> like, uh, Impetigo or whatever. They're, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, like Grave, stuff like that. Like the really heavy old school death metal that almost teetered on like some grindier vibes because all the blast beating and like just caveman riffs. A lot of Canadian grind I find is like a huge influence. Like stuff like System Shit from Halifax or Existence or Archagathis. Mass Grave is a huge, huge influence on a lot of the riff writing. And early, early Cryptopsy I find for a lot of like, the tremolo picking riffs we do. Like it's all like blasphemy made flesh style riffing. Also Carcass too. Yes. Big one. But we like draw influence from different Carcass albums. Yeah. Like for you it's like Heartwork. He writes more yeah. of the melodic y like actual death metal riffs and I do the grind riffs. Yeah. So oh. and uh yeah, in doing the grind riffs, that kind of influence does work a little bit better for me. Yeah. But uh yeah, I'm a Symphonies of Sickness guy, he's more of a heartwork guy. Yeah, I like the good parts, and you like the bad parts. Yep. So when can we see you playing in the near future? Uh, actually, we're playing uh, in August with Immolation and Blood Incantation when they come here, and that'll be stupid cool, because Immolation, I just saw like headline Quebec Death Fest last year, so it's going to be really sweet to be playing with them. Where is that show? Mavericks, I believe. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Mavericks. <laughs> Good chances at Mavericks. Yeah. yeah. Check there if it's not We don't there. really know. I mean, like, <laughs> we're kind of stupid and don't understand band stuff. Yeah, just go on our Facebook and we'll eventually have it posted probably. Maybe. We don't promote a lot, I guess. Yeah, we suck. <laughs> it's, it's pretty metal. Thanks. Super metal. <laughs> All right. Uh, is, that, is that it for shows coming up? You guys mostly focusing on songwriting right now and recording or...? Yeah, I mean, right now we're definitely trying to write some more tunes and record, get something out by this summer, another EP or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, probably in like later this summer and like in the fall, we're going to start playing more shows and stuff. Okay. But yeah, that's the plan for the near future. Yeah. So we got, uh, I got one last question for you guys. Uh, it's a pretty serious one. Uh, if you could be any animal, what would you be? Damn, that's a good question. We never get like that kind of hard, good 
questions and yeah, interviews. Yeah, very good question. Very yeah. good. Uh, I'm not used to thinking this much. It's going to be tough. Uh, damn. <laughs> Probably some kind of fish. They're fish. always very like content with where they are in life despite doing very little. Yeah. Hell yeah. How do you know that? Do you I'm talk to a lot that. of fish? Or? I watch a lot of uh, nature documentaries on right. Netflix. They, and they seem just very all happy. look really chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you? I don't know. Maybe like a polar bear or something. A polar bear? Yeah. You're going to have mean, no maybe, house here, yeah, man. Maybe not specifically polar because like, yeah, come to think of it, <laughs> they don't have a lot of land left to live on. Maybe like a black bear or something. A black bear. Bears are sick. Foraging oh, yeah. for bears. Bear, yeah. Dude, they're like the wrong animal to fuck with. That's it's what true. I be. Yeah, they're big and yeah. dummy thick. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I want to be, Two dummy C's. thick. Right on. Well, we got a song here by you guys. This is Gland and Chainsaw Pisiotomy.
Ocean97.com. We're back with Heavy in Ottawa. This is James with event listings for the next couple of weeks. What's going on? Well, we've got a pretty packed uh, next couple of weeks coming up. Uh, starting off this Thursday, May 30th, Dark Funeral from Stockholm, Belfagor from Austria, Hate from Poland, and Incantation, Veil of Noth, and Nightmare from America, as well as Serene Dark from here in Ottawa, will be taking over Mavericks and Café de Cup. That'll be a mix of black metal, death metal, and extreme metal. This Friday, May 31st, there's a ton of badass shows happening all over. At Mavericks, we'll have Falsifier from Windsor, Victims from Illinois, and Local Boys Salem Trials. If you like beatdown, down-tempo, metal, and just heavy-ass riffs, this is the show for you. At Live on Elgin, you can see Vine Dues from Oshawa with locals Critical and Apollo Has Fallen. That'll be a mix of various different strains of rock. At Avant Garde Bar, King Swan, Heist Peak, and No Helmet will be rocking out. King Swan has been inactive for over a year now, but they're back with an updated lineup. And finally, at Black Squirrel Books, you can see Diner Drugs from Moncton, Pussy Stench from Montreal, and the local legends Muffler Crunch. That's going to be a mix of grunge, metal, and straight-up rock and roll. So that's all those events are happening this Friday, May 31st. Uh, on Saturday, June 1st, at Live on Elgin, we'll have Texas King from London, Ontario, Phantom Atlantic from Toronto, and Locals Bad Volunteers. That'll be a mix of rock and alternative rock. Thursday, June 6th, at Cafe de Cuff, you can bang your head to Inanimate Existence from California, APOC from Cambridge, Eye of Horus from Edmonton, and Locals Mizora and Fumigation. That'll be a mix of tech, melodic, and extreme death metal. Friday, June 7th, at Mavericks, you can see Ignite from Orange County, Eagleson from here in Ottawa, and Arson and Colors Fade from Gatineau. That'll be a mix of rock and punk rock. And Saturday, June 8th, at Avant Garde Bar, we'll have Mars on Water from Montreal, along with locals Space Coyote, Basement Dweller, and Bug Chasing. And that show is going to be a mix of rock, indie rock, and punk rock. That's going to be one busy couple of weeks. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Especially at May 31st, this Friday. It's, uh, what is there, one, two, three, four, five shows. So if you want to see a show, just go to a venue and you'll probably find something heavy going down. There are so many amazing local bands that you can go see. So here you have a few different options. So you should get out of your house and go check out some local talent. That's pretty much it, yep. All right. This has been Heavy in Ottawa. I'm Laura. And I'm James. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Finishing off this week, we'll have Salem Trials and Rotten Path. Seems like every step I take, I'm only falling far behind. It's easy to say, the only problem is me. And I can't be counted on for anything. Not a leader to be followed or trusted. I'll never be a champion, but I'll just have to roll with it. The crown around my head and the work to my legs. Don't you ever try to question my rage. How hard it gets you. Test the limit and we'll just say. Every decision that I make is just another Yeah, 